Let's talk digital. We are at the cutting edge of digital tweaks, changes, transformation. A local digital marketing podcast. Conversing with industry experts and giving excerpts about the exception. Hosted by Audrey Naidu. Sit back, relax, and enjoy conversation. I'm really looking forward to what's coming up in South Africa in the next couple of months and years. Hello everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Digital with myself, Audrey Naidu. Today we're talking to two leading South African experts, Wendy Case and Johan Walters from Incubita on my favorite topic, which is digital marketing maturity in South Africa. We all know there's lots happening in the digital marketing front and what we knew then is not true now. So it'll be interesting to have this conversation and let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Johan and Wendy. It's great to have you with us. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. How was your morning to date? Uh, we had a very good trip to Joburg. Um, as you can tell, we are not from here. We are from amazing sunny Cape Town. Am I selling it? Um, anybody jealous? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, uh, the, the trip to Joburg has been amazing. I'm so jealous. Wendy, welcome. Thank you very much. It's really a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, so I thought before we start, if we can just get a little bit of context in terms of your background, you know, how did you get involved in DMT in South Africa? Thank you. Um, so I've been around a very long time and um, going on 22 years in the digital realm and marketing for almost 30 years. And um, with regards to coming into the, the DMT space, the digital uh, maturity realm, it's really been about identifying the challenges that our clients have had over the years and helping them to find the opportunities within those challenges to move forward and helping them to understand how the organizational structures, um, the technology that they have in play can actually propel them forward um, and advance them as opposed to holding them back. Thanks, Wendy. I mean, we're going to cover some of the challenges that you speak about, but I find that you are in quite a unique space within your organization as well in terms of assisting local brands in South Africa. Absolutely. And yeah, and Johan, your your story? Yes, um, for those that obviously can look up to see my gray hair, but I've also been in the industry for a very long time, a good 22 years. Um, but yeah, the the journey, I think, um, came to quite a good um, space for me in terms of like two years ago, um, when I was introduced to digital marketing transformation. In actual fact, I joined an actual Google lab um, in February 2020, uh, just um, before COVID hit. Um, and it was such an amazing experience that inspired me tremendously um, of where client, Google, agency partners were all face-to-face in the same room and tackling these kind of big topics and concepts and coming out with, with, an, actual, with an action plan. So that was amazing and that inspired me um, and got me hooked. Um, and then, yeah, since then, being able to apply those kind of frameworks, apply those kind of ways of thinking, obviously in the virtual space, and what has been amazing, especially on this trip to Joburg, uh, was to um, bring in a sense of, I guess, like a hybrid model of um, you know seeing seeing um, clients and stakeholders face to face, and those dialing in online, um, and continue those and their journey. So I think going forward, it's um, that level of excitement, I guess, of just being you have a different energy when you're face to face, right? Um, 
So I think that's, that's going to be amazing. So, Yuani, it's interesting that you would say that because digital marketing has been around from the 1990s. So what has changed from then to now and how should we be viewing digital marketing in 2022? A uh, very good question, and I think a good way to answer it is to take a step back and look at the maturity, the digital maturity model and framework, um, to see that in context. So the studies that Boston Consulting Group and Google has done in 2019 and then published um, that formulated this kind of uh, maturity model, their research has shown that um, you know uh, clients and organisations are fall in four kind of stages um, of maturity. Um, nascent, emerging, connected, and multi-moment, and very much those phases have been identified by you know, especially like nascent, you know, where organizations and teams are approaching marketing, digital marketing, completely siloed. So it is it's a channel approach. Um, they look at each channel in isolation, different objectives, different ways of measurement, maybe not a single view, not a holistic view or cross-channel view at all. And it's very much, um, that's the definition of it. Um, but then obviously, the and over the years, it, it, it had and it needs to evolve to a more user-centric approach, right? And that is only um, achieved if you have some technical maturity in your organization to do, and what I mean by that is by uh, connecting your technology, connecting your data, making sure that there's levels of automation for the data to flow, that you can access it in the first place, that you can actually surface insights from it, that, and then very importantly, you can activate on those insights and that data. And all of that is achieved in a mature tech ecosystem, but also a mature organization ecosystem of where the organization and the stakeholders can actually adopt the tech to have a user-centric marketing approach. And that we call data-driven marketing. Yeah, and just to add to that, um, in terms of how the, the challenges play out in business, but that's not necessarily articulated particularly well within the business because it's so siloed. So quite often when you're talking within each of the business units within the business and within the different teams within the business, they're not talking to each other. So quite often, and we've experienced quite recently, where the technical team is having complex conversations about data and how they're going to um, build the infrastructure, but they haven't spoken with the marketing team. Um, and at that stage, at the very beginning stage when the planning and, and the budgets that are needed to be approved and, and risk and compliance and privacy is all discussed, that those conversations are not happening in the beginning. That quite often we're quite far down the line and teams are meeting and saying we've got these projects happening but it's not necessarily that they have considered all, all of the other teams and then there's blockers and then it, it extends the time that it takes to get these massive projects into play. And we're just finding it, it takes a lot longer to happen because there isn't this cohesive discussion within the organization. Um, you talk about the automation element of it. Quite often that's seen as a very complex process when in actual fact the, the, the marketing platforms that are available have APIs available to um, to make the, the integration of data so much easier, but they it's over-complicated and over-engineered and too many teams are not understanding how it, it's actually a lot more simple opportunities available to them to get their data into play and to make good use of it. Is that not because of uh, data privacy, uh, you know, laws and governance that's blocking API integration? There's definitely the the compliance and the risk element has to be considered. I mean, there's absolutely, but I think it's overcomplicated. There are very, very um, sound and um, solid 
case studies that we can, we've you know, observed with um, clients globally where they've been able to overcome those concerns. They've, they've worked within the guidelines and the regulations and they've been able to cohesively put all of this together and achieve what they can do. But I think that the lack of understanding about privacy and what we're trying to achieve with it makes it a lot more complex um, and challenging because of the siloed um, nature of the organizations. The way I see it, there are a number of challenges surrounding what you're saying. One is, is digital marketing now recognized for its new capability within the organization, but not even going further than marketing? Is C-suite in marketing actually driving the right narrative and agenda around what is this new capability we require for marketing to get better at driving growth, supporting growth from the respective business areas? So if that's not taken at a C-suite strategic level, it's not going to work at you know, getting buy-in, approvals, all of that. Because let's face it, marketing was never part of this conversation and the reason why marketing is left out is because they didn't own the conversation so somebody else owned it whether it's a CIO office when it came to data and I guess some of the CIO officers and the teams are now asking you know what why is marketing getting involved in data that's within our ambit Mm -hmm. you know so it just changes the dynamics but I think it becomes a more bigger conversation that needs to be elevated because of that legacy perceptions that digital marketing was just a channel. It's just internet marketing. And it's no longer the case because a marketer is supposed to do end-to-end marketing Mm. inclusive of digital channels. I can maybe like add uh, a flavor to that. So I think it all kind of from a C-suite level, um, it all kind of means, you know, clear objective settings for the business, like what is the business objectives and goals that they want to achieve, irrespective of department, right? So all every department rolls up to achieving those objectives, whether you product, channel, marketing, BI, IT, I mean, you've got a business goal, right? And that's kind of like what, you know, it's going to quote Google, you know, that's your North Star, right? Um, and it, that is something that's measurable and it's going to time, time frame to it. So, for example, you know, by 2025, we want to have X amount of new users to our book. Um, we want to increase the wallet size. We want to increase the product holding um, of, our, of our current kind of uh, customers by X um, by 2025, for example. Um, and if that is the overarching objectives, then every department, including marketing, including BI, including product, obviously rolls up to that. that that's your North Star, right? And then that kind of makes it um, more tangible for um, marketing to come to the table to say, well, this is how I could actually help achieve and measure and track and contribute to those goals. Um, so what we've kind of, it was an interesting exercise a few years ago, helping an organization to kind of come up with that full um, we're kind of like a full funnel or full customer funnel um, uh, measurement framework. And it was to show marketing's contribution to the overall business objectives. So it was front and center, this is what the business wants to achieve by 2025, um, and how marketing's going to do that across the entire customer lifecycle, whether it is um, you know, complete new um, audiences, engaging um, audiences, converting them, including 
been that kind of like customer journey of it's 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 online um you know leads maybe but then offline uh conversion just so, so again bringing complexity into that um, very complex kind of customer journey sometimes and then after sales you know to basically sell if the if the business goal and objective is to increase wallet size or product holding share um that is that happens after conversion where marketing sometimes stops right so marketing stops maybe at bringing in the lead um versus we're showing the picture no it continues right um and you could attribute it you could actually say marketing can then play a role in um upselling cross-selling uh doing different kind of um, strategies based on lifetime value and propensity to churn you know all of these um very kind of think advanced questions right um to achieve the same objectives um so that's where i think you know having that approach um top down essentially um can 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 bring teams and business units um, together. Previously, it has been extremely difficult in trying to measure the effectiveness of marketing by using tech and data appropriately, uh, automating the system, we making marketing more agile, more accountable, more efficient, more effective in their contribution to the organizational goals. That's correct. And I guess it is very much for, and it brings back to the digital marketing transformation process i guess is that it, it's a it's a framework right that kind of guides an organization holistically across teams like cross teams cross agency partners to act to know what the goals are and then uh focus on the right projects that will get you that will get you there um and not because we're often seeing you know like where there's loads of things happening in, in organizations and people are busy that makes sense but are they busy in the right things at the right time at the right sequence um to actually come to a point and say three months down the line or um by the end of the next quarter did we achieve something you know um and does it actually then incrementally get them somewhere where they need to be yeah um what we've seen and we uh, work very closely with google collaborating with the the digital transformation um, journeys for clients and what we've seen come out of those processes so there's the assessment there's this authentic honest reflection of, of what is happening within the business identifying the opportunities to grow and really getting a prioritization of milestones in place to have something to work towards and then being able to assess as they go along so um the, the action plans and the, 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 the feedback documentation that we work with with the, with the clients really gives them a sense of empowerment to make a difference in, a, in areas that they know are valuable and important to the business. So that's been incredibly rewarding to watch um, as we see clients who are moving forward with their maturity and actually embracing it. So it's, been, it's really been wonderful to see. So I know you guys have been working with this process for over two years now. What are you picking up in the South African market in terms of are there specific verticals that probably paving the way in terms of, you know, getting it right? Can we actually look towards the case studies? You know, what's your assessment of, of our market? So in our experience, we're seeing particularly um, within the the finance vertical, so banking, insurance, and then in the retail, that those are where we're seeing the most um, sort of adoption of, of DMT. It really, they, they see the value, they've experienced the value. And I think that that's been really rewarding. But um, obviously you, you get your, your stars and the excellent uh, <laughs> embraces, and then those who are, are, are a little less um, 
excited about it. And a lot of that, and again, coming back to the C-suite involvement, is where you've seen um, the high levels of the business actively involved in the process. They've, they've come to the assessment sessions. They've um, talked about what their vision is within the roadmap, and they've helped um, provide the budget and, and getting the approvals to move forward. And that really is um, where we're seeing the, the progress and the growth happening um, in those verticals. It's also interesting, um, another approach that we've seen as well, or emergence, of so the one, one is where we go in and everybody's aware that we're not going to do an assessment, there's going to be a roadmap. Um, so that's the one approach. The other approach is of where the client adopts a new technology, right? So let's say, for example, they are um, en route to do um, Google, Google Analytics 4, so GA4 implementations. Um, and then, or they might want to adopt Google Marketing Platform, right? Um, also known as GMP. So hopefully there will be an a index for all our acronyms we're using today. <laughs> but um, essentially, what then happens then is the client then asks the question, now what? What, what changes because I adopt GA4? How can I see um, the bigger picture of what GA4 enables me to do, for example? And then that's also then a, a starter for a DMT discussion to say, okay, well, let's take a step back. Uh, GA4 is a tech enabler. What does it enable you to do as an organization? What other elements does it impact in terms of your data flow, your availability for data and using data, audiences? Um, how can by connecting, um, very techy I guess, but connecting Google Analytics 4 to Google Marketing Platform or even Google Ads, you know, it allows you to start influencing your strategies and your ad campaigns. And that extends to your strategies and your creative approaches, you know, to start doing personalization and connecting to personalization on your website. So all of these things are just at one element the tech enabler for so many things that you should take a step back and see, well, what does it en enable me to do from a, from a bigger um, context? It seems like a no-brainer, you know, when you start to unpack it like that. But realistically, <laughs> I know I've been down that road. It's just, it's just difficult. For me, it all centers around brands taking ownership over the strategy because in the past it was the media agency you go and put your own tech stack, you know, you run with it, creative agencies on their own. So there's no um, integration, you know, that cohesiveness, Wendy, that you make reference to. It's not happening even with marketing and their partners, and yet we've been in marketing for so long. Mm -hmm. So I think tech becomes the enabler. But when you start to talk about GA4 and GMP, I just wanted to, to put it out there that this framework is tech agnostic. Right. Correct. Okay. Very correct. Mm -hmm. Wendy, do you want to go yeah. first? Um, absolutely. So when we talk about digital maturity and all of the, the, the elements, the, the, the dimensions that form part of that and the accelerators that take you forward, it, it is not reliant on one specific technology stack. It is, um, you, know, you can be using um, Google products, Adobe. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what social platform you're working with. All of those integrate 
in your in your plan in your in the journey that you are moving forward with with um, digital maturity and it's really important that you understand wh- where you are in that journey and what you need to enable you to move forward so whatever that is and whatever technology you have available to you and whatever has been dictated to you as a marketer um, because of the decisions that have been made in an IT realm or in a you know just from a commercial perspective you know what what are the budgets available for the the different sects and this is something we here often is like we, we're not ready to get to that level yet but how do we still achieve data-driven excellence mm. um yeah. yeah i mean something i can add it actually came up in um we were at a uh, event yesterday um e-commerce live and some of the conversations and sessions kind of mentioned um you know the caution against being over invested in tech right because i mean that comes not with a lot of tech license fees and everything mm-hmm. but i mean and this is what this kind of framework and process allows you to do is kind of like one of the action points we see along a lot of the assessments is say well let's uh take a step back let's actually map out our tech ecosystem and let's truly understand what is the value and the role of that technology and platform that it plays in the in the in the customer journey and and, and again does it align to our business op- objectives and the marketing objectives? Um, and then, um, and then, who owns it? Um, meaning that um, is it complete ownership on a media partner, for example, or is it ownership on a client side? Obviously, we do err uh, on the on the kind of line of saying, well, um, everything should be owned by a client, um, so that you own the data, you own the the audiences, you've got full transparency, but then 100%, you know, like rely on your partners um, to manage it for you, you know, because they've got specialism, right? Um, so the point is kind of like to also to kind of like err on being over-invested in tech um, by, by taking stock of what do I have in place? Does it kind of serve, um, serve the kind of like goal that I want to achieve in the end? Um, am I can I connect it? Can I complement it? Um, supplement it with some with, with with other tech, but always just kind of make sure that you're not over over invested in it. I agree because tech shouldn't be your primary focus. Your primary focus is to understand what problem you're trying to solve for the business or for yeah. marketing. Yeah. Um, so I quickly want us to look at the accelerators around digital marketing maturity. And if you can maybe just tell us what they are. Sure, no problem. So um, two years into um, the research that Boston Consulting Group and Google has done, um, they, and because of the kind of shifts in our, in our, in our lives because of COVID, um, they basically re-read the research um, and um, kind of published updates. And what they found opposite with certain key trends is that uh, because of COVID, a lot of businesses were forced to accelerate their digitization, if that makes sense, right? Um, becoming available and going online and bringing in e-commerce, etc. But then were also then shifts in that period of time and consumer expectations. So, you know, consumers wanted a level of personalization, so they're asking for it, but at the same time, they're asking for privacy. So they're asking to, you know, like uh, also treat my data with respect, right? But I also want personalization. So all of that kind of like trends came out in the research. And then what came out of the kind of um, recommendations by the research is to say, well, focus on four key things, right? The first one is uh, a fortuitous first cycle and first party data. So really kind of take a step back of understanding what first party data do you have and 
how can you unlock the value of it um, across the value chain, right, um, in marketing. Um, the second one is about end-to-end uh, -end measurement, and that is such a such a complex sentence in its own, right, because end-to-end -end measurement means a lot more than just that. It means having a full sight of the customer journey across environments, so app and web, across devices, linking to all your business data, linking to true kind of like business outcome, right? So return on investment, return on ad spend, customer lifetime value, and being able to kind of link it to a way that you could shift budgets and make informed decisions. So that is end-to-end -end measurement. That's a huge ask for organizations to achieve. Um, and then those two alone, um, which are technology drivers, they kind of, I think, and the research shows that it accounts to about two thirds of the overall impact on maturity. So that's super important to focus on that. Then the um, third one looks at well, the other two, kind of looks at more organizational uh, drivers, right? Um, so the first one um, is looking at uh, having agile um, teaming, so uh, having an agile approach, the ability to be agile, right? So move uh, swiftly, that makes sense. Um, have teams and organizations and team structures and processes that allows you to act quickly and, and swiftly, and also then have a culture of test and learn. Um, so, and with that also means kind of like have the, have the budget set aside the, and the kind of frameworks put in place to actually always test and learn. And the, the, that test approach is not, obviously you wanna see if there's a you know, positive outcome, but even by failing, you're learning because then you could, and link that to agility, you could then very quickly test and see what works, refine, test, work and refine. And so, so that is quite a big organizational element that enables all of this tech that you now have in place. And then the fourth one is um, um, advanced skills and partnerships, right? So kind of being able to see what new skills do you need to drive that data-driven marketing and then kind of take stock of, you know, do you have the skills internally? Yes, no. What is the kind of learning paths you could put for your um, for your, your, your teams um, in place to get them there? But during that time, have hybrid models like Lean and your partners. So that could be your media partner, that could be Google, um, it could be, you know, whoever's in your partner ecosystem, lean on them because um, they're going to get you there. Um, and then it's up to you as an organization, you know, how you want to have that kind of model. It could be uh, outsourced, it could be hybrid, it could be in-house over time. But, you know, organizations will find that mix that kind of fit them best. In terms of the way marketing is structured and the capabilities that's existing, do you find that this is a gap or a challenge in getting this right? Uh, because let's talk about skill sets. It's definitely an issue in South Africa. Absolutely. And we definitely, um, and it's not just in South Africa, it's globally. There is such a small pool of highly skilled um resources within um, the digital marketing um, and digital technology space, particularly within um, measurement analytics, the data science. Um, we, we're not fast tracking our growth um, quickly enough to, to warrant the, the, the need or to meet the needs that we, we're seeing. And um, you know, this is for, for people who are 
starting their careers, um, <laughs> study something in, in the data science and, and, and measurement, um, because I tell you, there is a there is a future for you out there. But really, that is a big struggle for many organizations. They just don't have enough resources available to support the, the process of, of understanding the data of where to, to put their focus, to where to put, put their budgets. And um, the marketers of, of um, traditional times, should we say, are having a, a, a lot of um, challenges to to upskill and to and to keep pace with all of the changes that are happening. But I also would just caution against finding it too overwhelming. It really is not that complex. Um, the the likes of the, of the Google um, Academy they provide free, amazing um, content to um, to upskill yourselves, and and it's in very um, usable formats as well. So that uh, you know, I just encourage all marketers out there just to to really embrace what is available to them. Um, in terms of the the tech side of things, we definitely we need more resources to support what we're trying to achieve within the digital maturity realm. I can maybe add to something for our future marketers. Um, there are so many specialisms, right? And depth of specialisms within a particular dimension, right? So this, if we kind of break out this six dimensions, um, the one is, and they all kind of try to achieve best practice and high maturity in that dimension. So um, a maturity within attribution and measurement, right? Um, and we can unpack that now a bit, bit more. Um, and uh, best practice within assets and ads, so the creative side of things. Um, audience, um, audiences, um, access to um, inventory and uh, reach. So that's more kind of like platform, platform uses, right? Um, like which platforms do you use to kind of reach your, your right audiences? And automation um, is, is another key dimension and then the organizational side of things, right? But just within the analytics and measurement space, um, I mean, there are, there are specialisms within there within for, for future marketers, right? To kind of focus on pixel tracking for one, right? Um, and I mean, I'm going to maybe be a bit more techy now, but uh, specialisms within uh, Google Tag Manager or that, that tag management kind of um, space, that is huge. Um, the analytics space, right? It's kind of like being able to look at a website even be, um, pre, um, before it's being built or looking at a current website and be able to scope it out for a measurement journey, right? A measurement and creating a measurement plan so that you track the metrics that matter. Um, and um, and then the technical um, aspect of that, of you know, writing the code and that needs to be given to the developers that um, will enable all of this tracking that happens. And then again, the, um, just un looking at the data then coming in, you know, so that from a reporting perspective and insight generations perspective and the data science perspective, right? So again, you know, what Wendy's saying, like there's so much scope for amazing specialisms out there that you it's you just have to choose I would say try everything like and so I'm a generalist so I kind of like dip my toe in in all the aspects so that I'm able to understand it and take a step back and understand the bigger picture but um, being becoming a specialist in any of those fields um, is gold it's all about having a growth mindset I mean when I started off in digital marketing in 2012 I thought what am I getting myself into after things I didn't even know but it's about me taking ownership over my uh, learning path and growing and it was all self-learning 
I mean, there's no formal education here. You just have to go and get all the free learning tools. There's plenty out there and then start building your, your skill set. And it's always great to have a general view of the world because although you'll do tag management, you can't actually apply it if you don't understand how it's actually impacting the campaign, how it's impacting measurement, you know. So you've got to actually apply yourself to think broader than that specialist uh, you know, skill set in their people to try and grow their competency level. I mean, there's there's conversations, you know, our textbooks are outdated. So how do you expect new people coming into the organizations? They've done their formal training, but yet is that formal training actually adequate for them to be supported within the real world, you know, when they join organizations? So I think we are in a unique space in digital marketing simply because it's fairly new. So if I have to put it on the maturity curve, I would say it's still nascent, mm -hmm. you know, and people need to actually find their own way. The problem is, you know, what is a North Star mm -hmm. and is my way good, bad or indifferent? Mm -hmm. If I have to go put a scorecard to my progress without people like yourselves, you know, saying, guys, let's do an audit. Let's assess what's your current standing like. And then what is that roadmap for us? to move into a more mature state of advancement in all of your capabilities. I was reading an article by Harvard Business Review and they did a, a research during COVID and they found out that now marketing has 72 new capabilities. You know, realistically, let's face it, guys. I mean, there's if you look at any functional area within organizations that have such huge amount of disruption, it's marketing. Mm. So I think, you know, we need to go easy, but also support marketing. And I'm talking about the other areas mm. that, you know, that lack of collaboration or the silo mentality needs to break down within organizations because marketing alone cannot achieve this. Mm. We need to make sure that, you know, maybe uh, it's time CEOs and C-suite starts rethinking their structures that are not conducive to driving bigger growth for organizations. At the end of the day, it's about growth, right? How do I increase my revenue? How do I increase my customers? How do I make my customers happy with the service they're getting? And we're now looking at experience economies, platform economies, you know, the world is changing so far, so we need to actually keep up. Yeah, absolutely, Audrey. And just um, maybe to comment on a practical level, when you're finding organizations and what we've observed is that there, quite often there'll be a big push on some training, um, potentially some new technologies come in and they'll pay for training and they'll have everybody in a room or in a, on a, an, an, a virtual call. Um, but there's no follow through. There's no um, focus on the enablement of the business with that new knowledge and quite often it's siloed so very much to your point is how do we collaborate and share that knowledge um, internally within the teams across the business units and within the the various infrastructures so it's it's not just about the learning once off how do you make sure that you are getting the value out of what you've learned and and actually enabling your your, your partners your the various that getting the depth of understanding within the business about what you're learning and how that impacts the business John, you want to add to yeah, that? I wanted yeah. to add to the kind of um, senior senior team and organization sponsorship of this, and it's actually not to give it away, but the first question in the survey is at what level in your organization is data-driven marketing championed? And 
the correct answer is CO. And then there's obviously other answers, other options. Um, and I found that's very interesting that that's the opening of the survey because it really kind of pins it there, like the organization top down needs to understand the concept of data-driven marketing and championing it at, at all levels. You know, it must be on, it must be at the table at the at the C-suite, right? To be this to be the sponsors of all the projects and all the all the enablement that needs to um, follow through. So I think there was the, that's quite an apt mm. opening to the, to the to the survey process. I think yeah, you're making reference more around the culture needs to change mm. because it is a cultural issue. Yeah. In terms of um, where to from here, are you finding the next two three years is going to be similar to what you're doing now? Is getting everybody on the same page, you know, to that level of understanding? Is this going to be now a, a journey that you steadily trying to get people on board? Definitely, yeah. So I think for the organisations where we started this journey, for them it is a multi-year journey to kind of then you know just using the framework as a tool to kind of get to a, a, a endpoint right and it's a continuous journey and then for new organizations um, to kind of see the DMT framework as a way to kind of um, get that plan get that roadmap right and get that understanding of where you are now where you need to be and just applying this framework that's been researched and um, proven to work um, and um, um, learn to adopt it, right? And then go on to your multi-year journey. Um, and it, like we say, it's, it's a continuous journey because even within the next few years, there's going to be disruption into what you're doing. So again, just look, looking back to Google Analytics 4, like, you know, you need to, everybody doesn't even on a DMD journey yet, need to adopt GA4 by next year. So, um, that in itself is a disruptor and, and most organizations that use Google Analytics as a, as a, as a measurement tool. Um, and that we feel is the, the most perfect kind of opportunity to take a step back and see, well, what is this new tool and a new, new capability um, allow us to do in a, in a broader sense? Yeah. Just to add to that, I just think that DMT is the framework that holds everything in place while the disruptors are happening. And I think those are a given. We, we're constantly going to see new elements changing or even these impending changes. So, for example, the deprecation of third-party cookies. There's a lot of fear and anxiety around it because we don't understand it. But within the the framework of the, de <clears throat> the uh, DMT, you can plan, you can make sure that everybody's um, kept up to speed, that anything that changes is, is kept in that roadmap. And I think that that's something that, that we've um, seen as a success of um, businesses and organizations using DMT is that they're not um, sideswiped by, by these changes or anything. They, they're kept very, very um, solid in their foundation of this and their roadmaps are and their prioritization. So it really is a powerful tool to carry businesses forward. Yeah. So in terms of the, the DMT assessment, some people think you have to pay f to do this. <laughs> no, it's free. <laughs> no, there, there's an investment, but it is time. Um, so the assessment itself is free. Um, it's online. Um, what we've seen organizations do in the past is that clients would do it by themselves on their own. Um, and 
in those scenarios, uh, you know, clients might kind of score themselves more, liber- um, you know, paint a more rosy picture mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for a better outcome um, versus the kind of process we've been following with, with partners like, like Google um, is to kind of create an environment of where there's discussion and create an environment of where it's, a, it's an honest discussion, um, more like holding up a mirror um, for no, you know, good or bad. Um, it's, an, it's not a scorecard kind of exercise um, because it's really just to kind of let everybody understand, you know, where we are now and the survey guides you and it articulates, well, what is the next step, right? And then that becomes a discussion to say, well, can we achieve the next step now that we see it being articulated? Um, and what will it take? And then that allows clients and partners to then build their roadmap together. It's not done for you, it is done by everybody because you now have this common language now that you can adopt and actually talk about um, your roadmap. So you suggest uh, the sessions being facilitated by external party so you can have a more objective view of where you are in in terms of your current state. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So in closing, what advice would you leave for brands who want to get into this DMT journey is still not started the process and secondly what advice would you give to the brands that have just started the process um so i'm going to take the second question first um for those who started it make sure that you embrace it and make it part of your 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 dna within the organization that everybody speaks to the the roadmap that has been um, put in place that you revisit it regularly um it's it's this constant self-assessment um and ensuring that you have the roadmap um aligned with the business objectives and the, and the marketing objectives and um and take everybody on the journey make sure it's socialized well within the business to make sure that everybody is clear in, in their understanding and again coming back to what i said earlier about the when, when the curveballs come at you and things change that you're not unraveled by it that you you stay um grounded in in that foundation and i think then to the first question for brands that haven't gone on the journey yet, it's kind of like hopefully this talk um, kind of inspires you to be curious. There's uh, a lot of uh, material out there to, to read. Um, just Google, um, <laughs> so Google uh, Boston Consulting Group and and, and uh, Google's uh, digital maturity um, research that they've done. Um, it is on Think with Google um, website. And read through it, um, understand it, um, and I think, like, do the assessment. That's a, that's the first part of where, as a team, go through it, um, and then start getting a sense for how you could better yourself over time. Because it is so beautifully laid out um, that you then kind of see what is the full spectrum of where, what you need to consider as an organisation. I must say, it's one of the best models that I've come across in recent years because it's it considers every aspect of marketing. So amazing, guys. Thank you so much for your time. I think I can talk all day, days, <laughs> weeks about this subject because I'm so passionate about it myself. But you guys have been amazing. So thank you for your time. Thank, thank you, you very much. Okay, cool. Bye. We're excited. 
you're excited. I really value and appreciate your support during this time. Helping decision makers navigate the change and to keep some change in their pockets. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow our Instagram handle at TalkDigitalZA. Engage us on our website at TalkDigitalZA.co.za. And who knows, you could be featuring on the next one.